Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast. This is James, coming live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, not live, it's recorded. But I am coming from Minneapolis. And once again, I'm joined by my good friend Andy from Last Rasp, the Instagram and YouTube channel by the same name. Andy's coming out of Melbourne in Australia. And the reason I mention this, you know, and we're talking about geography or whatever, is because we're on opposite sides of the planet and it's a little challenging to pull this uh, podcasting off when we only have a couple of hours, uh, a couple of times a week to actually make this happen. Between the time changes and jobs and kids on both sides uh, of the world, um, it's kind of challenging. But when we get together, these podcasts are so super fun to record and I think you're going to really enjoy uh, today's episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the mods I've been making to my 991 recently. Uh, a video uh, has been put out here or there on my YouTube channel about the facelift that I've done on the back of the 911, uh, which uh, seems to be quite popular. It's been really, really nice, and I'm enjoying uh, driving the car with, with those mods. So we're going to talk a little bit about those. Uh, and then speaking of 991s, Andy no longer has his. The 991 is gone. He still has his ultimate dream machine, the little green machine, his 964, that all kind of rhymes. That sounds pretty cool. There's a bumper sticker in there somewhere. But he no longer has his 991. Why not? We're going to find out. Before we do, though, just another shout out. Thank you all so much for dialing into this podcast, for tuning into YouTube content, for following me on Instagram, wearing my T-shirts, whatever it is. Thank you so much for your support for Auto Amateur. I've really enjoyed taking this to where it is today. I've been doing this now for five years. Started off on YouTube, then moved to Instagram just a year ago. Almost, is it a year ago? I started podcasting, and it's 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 just growing. And I'm getting more followers and all of that good stuff. But I'm getting more interactions with people who own Porsches, that like Porsche, the brand, the car, the community. And it's just fantastic meeting people all over the world on all of these different platforms, like-minded, some not quite so like-minded, but it's just so much fun getting to know you all and responding to your comments and your emails and, and just the whole banter is just fantastic, which is why we call this podcast Porsche Banter for the most part. Anyway, thanks again for your support. More content coming soon. Got some exciting videos in the works with my friend Chris uh, working on his 991 Turbo. I guess we could call that a project car, or at least I kind of would like to call it a project car because I think it would help me get more views. <laughs> but uh, Chris's 991 Turbo, we have got a sole performance exhaust going on there. We are going to be powder coating rims and calipers and tailpipes and we're doing interior trim and yes there will be some carbon fiber in the mix there I am sure that's going to be a whole chain of videos uh, and podcasts coming out over the course of the winter um, we've got some stuff in the pipeline with my 991 as usual and I want to get project 996 finished I almost got it to the finish line drove it for a day unfortunately the transmission failed I've got to get that thing back on the road. I want somebody to enjoy that car. So you will be seeing and hearing more Project 996 content coming in the very near future. Anyway, back to the topic of the day. We actually have several to dig into. Let's get Andy on the pod and we'll get chatting. Andy. How you doing? 
oh, mate, if, if I was any better, I'd be guilty. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, you know, considering I was expecting you to be just going like crazy from all of the lockdown and you've sold a car, I, I'm glad to hear you're doing all right. Well, no, do you know what? Today is, is well, in fact, yesterday is our first day out of lockdown. We're out. We're out. You're we're somewhat semi-free. Well, well, when I say we're free, we're, we're free with like an ankle bracelet on. Um, <laughs> we're allowed to travel. <laughs> we're allowed to travel uh, within the metro area. Uh, we're not, we don't have freedom. We can't just travel anywhere we like. Okay. Um, we still have to wear masks outside and inside. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's, but it's better. I'm driving tomorrow. I'm driving. I'm driving. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, do I, do I need to ask the obvious question? Which is, am I recording? Yes. James, I, it, Come it on. hurts me that you would ask Come me that. On. I'm a professional. I'm already recording. <laughs> I'm, I'm right on top of it. Oh, you bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I am. I am. It's, we don't even need to do our three, two, one clap awkwardness that sometimes ensues. Oh, I always it's, look it's forward to that. Come on. All right. Oh, we can if you want. All right. I mean, if you need to. I do. Let's uh, do it. Ready? Ready? Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Stop. What? We did it. What? First time ever. Uh, now, before we get into anything, and I know you put together a great agenda for today. I have got an embarrassing, embarrassing confession to make. Um, you think Neighbours is better than Home and Away? Ah, fact. <laughs> what is this confession? What is this confession? So how much, how much stick have I given you for the Porsche letters on the back of your 991? <laughs> I, I, I think you've been very gracious about the Porsche lettering on the back of the 991, oh, James. I, I think you've been supportive from memory. Um, you know, you've offered me advice. Um, you've been a true confidant through the whole, <laughs> the, the whole, the whole damn episode. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's... Uh, what happened? Well, let me just say, it's not looking good. I've, I've screwed up the Porsche lettering on the back of my 991. No one's noticed yet. And by the way, that, that Instagram that you put out where you photoshopped the letters, oh, you had me for like, for the, for about two minutes, you had me. And I had to go and look at the car to make sure. Yes. You actually made me look at the car. Cause I, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I must've just put the letters on wrong. I mean, what an idiot. And then I realized All right. you screwed me. <laughs> Okay, well, I've got, to, I, I, I've got to, um, I've got to give credit where credit's due here. Um, uh, our, our, our good mate Alan, um, flat six affair, Son was of actually a the bitch. one that did that, did that, did that Photoshop work and sent it to me. And he, <laughs> do you know what he said? He said, "I dare you to post this on Instagram." And I'm like, "Dare me? What? I'm, I'm doing it now. This, you don't have to dare me. I can't wait to do it." Mother. And that was my whole thing. I'm like. Can I make him look? I made you look. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. So you and I were texting at like early hours in the morning. I had a sleepless night. Um, yeah. I think it was like maybe even 2.30 in the morning. I went yeah. down to my garage at 2.30 in the morning <laughs> to look at the back of the car. 
<laughs> and you know that time of night that time of night your head is wrecked and as i yeah, used to your say your mind does weird things yeah like my head was creased as we used to say in liverpool and it took me a while to actually stand there and think hang on wait a minute what is the spelling what's going on it, <laughs> it doesn't look that way on my car how does it look that way on instagram like i don't <laughs> what who how and then i was like oh you bastard you photoshopped it <laughs> Yeah, it's and as I say, it was it was Al. His uh, his Photoshop work is usually pretty exquisite. I think in this instance, I'm not sure he was really tested in getting that one done. Um, but gee, it was good. I had quite the chuckle. I'm going to get him, and I'm going to get you. I don't know how, but it's it's going to happen. I'm so I'm I, I saw it. <laughs> so I need to be walking down the street, just looking over my shoulder. And one day, oh. when I least expect it. Yeah, exactly. But now. Anyway, back to my letters. So Yeah, what's wrong? You know, I've, I've put letters on the back of cars loads of times now, and I've gotten better and better at it. So, you know, there I am thinking, you know, may, maybe, maybe slightly cocky. Uh, oh, this should be easy. I, I can do it in my lunch break. You know, I've got five minutes. I'll go and do it. It's fine. So bought the letters, and actually, instead of buying them from, like, Suncoast Parts or what have you, I actually bought them from Porsche this time. Um, right. For the first time, they arrived... In a template. They arrive in a template, yeah. Because usually when I buy them, they arrive on like a piece of plastic and they're too close together. Yeah, they're close together, right? Right, exactly. They're too close together. They arrived in a template. And the template allowed me to put it on the back of the car and stretch it from headlight to headlight or taillight to taillight and put a spirit level on it and just line it up perfectly. And... um, I was just going to say though, when you said when you said stretch it from headlight to headlight, there's your first mistake, mate. It goes on the back of the car. <laughs> Damn, that's what I did. No, so I've got it. You know, I put it. I put it on the back of the car. Um, I've I've lined it up. It's ready to. It's ready to get stuck down. Um, my son comes out, and I drop it, and it bends the template. It bends oh, the template no. between like the R and the S. Um, so I, I pick it up and I dust it off and I, you know, I've saved it. But the, the, the template's got a little bit of a ridge in it because, of course, I drop it on the floor and Luke treads on it. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> disaster. So the template's bent in the middle. So I try and straighten it out. I line it up on the back of the car and I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to have to, like, pull it and stretch it a little bit just to make it flat. And then I'll stick it to the car, put it down. Um, what happens? The second I attach it to the car, or I'm I'm almost attaching it to the car, Luke punches me in the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Little bugger punches me in the ribs, and he's like, "Let's play attack daddy," and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is absolutely not the time to attack daddy." So, long oh, story short, my Porsche letters on the back go straight and then down and then up, and then the e on the end goes down. Oh, man. It's awful. It looks so bad. It looks so you bad. You got your own little ransom note going on. Oh, it's uh, it's embarrassing. And I was giggling thinking about all the stick I've given you. Um, of course, sitting there thinking, oh, I'm just going to start again. I'm just going to go badgeless. Forget it. I just don't even want a badge now. All I can think of is that idiot at LA Body Works who said to me, <laughs> we're not robots, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just called him out. I shouldn't have, but oh, whatever. I, I can bleep that out. 
It's just stuck uh, with me that long. We're not robots, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. I, I even <laughs> like thought about that when I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get service, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so let's speaking of nine nine ones. Yours is gone. You sold it. It's gone, gone, gone. Um, Andy, I was, I, I was, you know. As you know, we've spoken about this before. It's 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 been on my mind as a potential sale for 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 a good long while, and uh, I decided, yeah, the market's just gone a bit crazy, and and I was looking at the nine nine one prices, and and just stock, just supply here was 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 pretty slim, and I thought, you know what, it's uh, it's time. So so yeah, I I I advertised it on car sales, which is. I don't know what the equivalent would be over there, but it's it's the it, you know it's 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 where you advertise your car, and and right. to be honest, selling selling a Porsche on car sales, you anticipate you're just going to get a bunch of tire kickers and knuckleheads, you know, lowballing you and all the rest <laughs> of it. Well, I I took some I took the photos, um, put the ad up uh, on Saturday night, Sunday morning. The first conversation I had was with the with the guy who bought it. Um, really no nice way. guy. Yeah. I, I had a couple of people call me and hit me with some low balls later, but really nice guy. Um, his first Porsche, you know, so going into the, into it with a little bit of trepidation as you do, right? Like, you know, it's his, it's his first one and he's a bit concerned about it. So, you know, we had a PPI done and it, it passed the PPI with, with, with flying colors and, yeah. um, you know, uh, he, the PPI was done at, at Nine Auto, uh, independent Porsche specialist here in Melbourne that I, that I see for all my stuff. And, uh, you know, they had a good long chat with him and he sort of sat on it for a day or two while he just, you know, came to terms with if it was what he wanted to do or not. But then, you know, once he, once he, press the green light it was it was all systems go and and so yeah it's on its it's on its way to sydney as we speak it was collected on uh, thursday uh, on the back of a flatbed truck and off it went it was um and i don't know have you, have you ever had you you, you you would have had your cars on a tow truck from time to time right uh actually yeah when i sold my 997 uh yeah. a, a a uh you know a two-story car transporter came to pick it up and right, right, uh, right. I sat there with my my wife. In fact, I, I, I couldn't get home in time. My wife took a video of it being taken away <sighs> and um, yeah. Luke was there like waving at it going, bye car, bye car. Like, it <laughs> still so cuts cute. me up. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, no, that cuts me up. Well, there's something weird because Little Green, my 964, has, you know, a couple twice left, left me stranded and then, you know, has been picked up by a tow truck. And... I don't know if it's the height that the car sits at, but there's something about the angle you are able to see your car at that when it's on a tow truck, it looks better than it ever has. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm looking at the 991 on this tow truck and I was like, oh, damn, that looks good. And oh, then it drove amazing. away. And then it drove away. And, uh, I, you know, I, 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 my, my rationale is that Whilst while stock while supplies are pretty low here, if I regretted it tomorrow, I could find another nine nine one. You know, it's not they're not yeah. they're not a rarity. And yeah. you know, whereas I think about the nine six four, for example, I was I was messaging Daniel um, from Jet Fuel Only the other day, and I said again on car sales, if you look right now, there are two nine six four coupes available in Australia. Two. Wow. 
Wow. So, you know, supply of those is, is, is so slim and, I did as whilst I felt really sad when the when the nine nine one was was you know drove away on the back of the truck. I walked straight into my garage and and there was <laughs> there was little there was little green sitting there and I thought okay well you know what uh, yeah I feel I actually feel okay again and then I took little green out for a quick blast and James all was right with the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's not going to take too long for you to uh, feel good about life again with that sat in your garage. No. Do you know? Do you know the one thing I was? I was. In fact, there were two things. I, I made a. I made a video about it, and and there, there were two things I was. I was worried about. One was, I didn't want to offend other nine nine one owners. You know, my <clears throat> my selling of the car has absolutely nothing to do with how good they are. I mean, that yeah. car genuinely blew me away with with how good it is. It 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 does. I think everything well. Um, is an incredible car to drive. I, I yeah, I, <laughs> I, I really want to say that again because I just, I just think they're amazing. And then also when I was, when I was talking on the video and I was saying how you know I just hadn't quite connected with the car, we didn't share some magic connection or whatever. I was watching that back as I was editing it, and I thought, God, you sound like a dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a bloody. You know, like no. it's a nine eleven. It's a Carrera S. Like, what are you talking about? Ooh, didn't feel the magic connection. Get over yourself, mate. <laughs> well, well, you know, I'll happily take the chance to call you one of those. Um, no, I mean, I, I get it. I, to- I, I totally get it. I still have an emotional connection to my blue 1990 Ford Fiesta 1.1 popular plus that I had as a teenager and drove all the way through university. And looking back now, I think it had like a hundred horses. If I'm lucky, I don't know. It was, uh, I'm I'm trying to picture you squeezing yourself into a Ford Fiesta. Did you have the sunroof open and like poke your head out the top like the Toys R Us giraffe? Uh, no, you know what? It was actually surprisingly spacious, and I was also right, about right, 100 right. pounds lighter than I, than I am now. I was referring uh, to I was, your height, your height. Uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, but yeah, no, no, my knees were around the steering wheel. and um, Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, I crashed that poor car, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I drove into the back of a Welsh taxi driver on my way to uh, stay with some friends in southern Wales, uh, who just decided that he was going to stop over the brow of a hill to read his paper <laughs> on, a, on a country sometimes road. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes I know, you have right? to. So I came over the top of the hill doing 60, went straight into the back of him, and the, the, the force of my stiff arms actually bended, uh, sorry, bended, bent the um, the steering wheel forward. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, are, you are like Thor. Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. But then, you know, it was a flimsy car. But but I get it. You know, the sort of, I mean, they make movies about this stuff, don't they? There's that there's yeah, that sort of yeah. special something between, you know, person and machine, human and machine. Yeah. You, you yeah, just, yeah. You, can't, you can't explain it. I, I get it. And I think of all my cars, uh, my Porsches at least, um, I think I was the most connected to my black 997. Uh, yeah, and right. I still am. There's still a little bit of me that misses having that in my garage. I think it does depend. <clears throat> excuse me. I think it does depend a little bit on the roads you drive as well, because you know somebody commented on YouTube and uh, I said that actually you know the first nine first nine nine one I ever drove was um, in LA on 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 the Angeles Crest, and that car on that road it was perfection. 
it was it was just perfection so we, we we drive a lot of really tight technical roads here and 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 that's where i found at times the car felt a little big that said you could always overcome that with just pure brute strength horsepower as well which which yeah. it had um but yeah on those on those bigger more open roads and and you know seeing your footage for example of tail of the dragon i think that level of technicality that kind of tightness of twisties looks absolutely perfect for a 991 i, I Again, can't imagine a better car to to tackle a road like that. But um, yeah. Anyway, I'm um, I'm down to one. I'm down to one, I, I, and I feel okay. I feel okay. <laughs> well, you know, now you've got now you've got space to just store more crap in your garage. Go for it. I think you should exactly. go out this weekend and just find junk and just pile it. Yeah, up. we we do a thing here called hard rubbish collection, which is you can call your local council twice a year and just put junk out on your out the front of your house on the lawn and they come and collect it. Um, but then there's always these uh, scavengers who drive around picking up junk from it. Um, you know, old barbecues that don't work. Yeah, yeah. Seats, that, yeah, whatever, just junk. So, yeah, I might just drive around this weekend and see what I can pick up. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, Tale of the Dragon. I, I'm still in the process of um, editing that that video. I had so much footage that I brought back. Uh, but my my mother-in-law sent me uh, an article, I think it was from Drive Tribe this morning, um, without any words whatsoever. She just sent me the link. I don't know if you saw it or not. A guy driving a Ferrari managed to drive it into one of the, the walls and flip oh, no. it. And it was <gasps> like crushed like a pancake. Yeah, it was pretty oh, shocking footage no. seeing that. Was he all right? Yeah. Uh, he, he apparently was able to crawl out just about, and he, he, he sort of walked away from it. Um, but the oh, car is completely buggered. Gone. I mean, it's it's done for. Yeah, um, <sighs> and I don't know whether it's just a Ferrari thing, but that the corner that he uh, the corner that he came off on, I think, is called the Gravity Well. Um, oh jeez, I know <laughs> it sounds it's, great. I know it's this tight. You have like a chicane that goes into a corner, and then this like a brow of a hill, and then it dips down as you go around the corner and then goes up again. So if you're taking it at speed, there is a risk that your car is going to almost yes. come off the ground as you need to hit the corner. Uh, yep. and, and that's where um, some of the, uh, the stationary photographers are who are there every day taking photos. Oh, of cars I see. You can buy the photos online. So if, if we can find the, the exact date and time of that crash, I'm pretty sure oh, there we'll should be, able be a to photo. Buy the photos. But oh, the, one, the, yeah, the one that I saw was not good. So apparently he came up to the corner too fast, swerved one way, overcompensated, drove his car into the rocky um, wall because uh, there's a cliff and trees on the other side and then oh managed to sort of drive halfway up the wall and flip his car. And it, yeah. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it brings it home, you know, things like that can happen when you go out on group drives. Thankfully, nothing like that has ever happened to any of, of my friends, but... Man. No, so oh, that's that's brutal. Do you know what? Actually, it's an interesting point because I drove with some of my friends who, you know, sit at the let's say the pointy end of our of our group when we're driving. Again, when I was in the nine nine one, that car was a flattering car, and it meant I could keep up with some of the quicker guys. But I did have a moment. I remember on one drive where I thought, you know, what? I, I I don't need to go this quick. 
actually, because um, mm-hmm. the road is not a controlled environment. You know, it doesn't matter how good the road is, you're still you're still dealing with other motorists, you're still dealing with trees, you're still dealing with yeah. wildlife. You know, all these all these things that, as I say, make it an uncontrolled environment. So, um, and yeah, you look at you look at that guy as you say, it's it's it can go wrong in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty terrible. Um, so. Speaking of Tale of the Dragon, I, I obviously so I, I worked out that I, I spoke with you back in, I think it was. I'm trying to remember when we did a pod. It was like two pods ago, and it was the very beginning of lockdown for me. And I've just come out, which I think has been about twelve weeks. So I was living vicariously through through your Instagram posts, um, <laughs> through all of it as you went and did the Tale of the Dragon, and sort of partly thinking, this is great, I'm loving watching this, and the other part of me just going, son of a... (laughs) You're killing me. You just looked like it was so much fun. (laughs) Oh, it was so so cool. I'm I'm really glad we spent, like, an extra couple of days there this time. It didn't feel as sort of back-to-back and rushed. It got so much driving in. Yeah, it was great. So, so... (laughs) I, th- I think you've mentioned before there's um, there's driving to be had in the area around it as well, right? It's not just that one yeah. road. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, so the Tale of the Dragon is just one selection of Highway 129, which connects uh, Tennessee and North Carolina together and basically just goes through the, the Smoky Mountains and over the top yeah. and down the other side. Um, th- that mountain range, there are roads going you know, in every different direction and going along the top of the mountain ranges and around the side of lakes. Um, So that I would probably say, even just like looking at the map, there's a, I would say there are a dozen roads that are as enjoyable to drive as the tail of the dragon. Tail of the dragon is probably the most technical one. Uh, We, we, we did one that um, you had to get to the tail of the dragon or the beginning of the dragon to start it. um, But then instead of going onto the dragon, you went the other way. Um, and it was the one of the one of the group drives we did. The, um, I'm now going to forget the name. The Cherahola or the Cherahola Skyway. I forget it. I'm brutalizing yeah, yeah. that name. In <laughs> in many respects, the, quite a few of us enjoyed that drive more than the tail. More because, than the tail, right? Yeah, because instead of so the tail of the dragon's like what ten or eleven miles, and it's over in you know thirty minutes. Um, okay. This one was, I think, 50 or 60 miles, and it was just beautiful, beautiful twisties and turnies the whole way. And they weren't right. all as tight as the the tight one, the, the tight corners that you have on the tail of the dragon, but they were yeah. challenging enough, almost like track kind of challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the views were just as spectacular, um, and there was a great... Uh, restaurants at the end of it in this little town that we uh, had lunch together and then just turned around and drove it back uh it yeah, was just yeah. phenomenal so there's so, yeah there's so much driving there that, that uh you know the tail it gets all the attention but it's one of a dozen or more really enjoyable roads in the area it, that's it, it's good to hear because because i've had a few conversations with with my friends about your trip and you know we we, we were sort of shaking our heads saying I mean, Tale of the Dragon, okay, so you reckon 30 minutes to drive it, give or take? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's 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 decent value. That's that, that's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, the idea of having to drive for, you know, thousands of miles to <laughs> to get to drive this one twisty road, we're like, God, yeah. we've got literally, we've got those roads 
you know, like I'm meeting tomorrow with my mates and we're, we're going driving on roads like that that are, that are, that are on our doorstep. But yeah. it sounds like, as you say, there's, there's actually, it's almost like a hub. And from there you have all these opportunities to explore, you know, multiple, multiple great roads. So that, 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 that sounds well worthwhile. It, you know, it is. And I think many people look at it as like a pilgrimage, if you will, for, yes. the, for, the, yes. for the, the drivers and the bikers. Um, and I've got to be really careful here because I, I don't want to offend anybody in the US. You know, it's my, my new my new home, my adopted nation. Um, yep. But uh, somebody, I can't remember now who said it, but somebody commented the other day that, um, yeah, the Tale of the Dragon's fantastic, but to a European, it's just like an average B road. <laughs> <laughs> which having driven around you know most of the uk france germany belgium austria italy uh myself yeah. not in a 911 but you know whatever yeah, um, yeah yeah they're right i mean it is a spectacular road the scenery yeah. is is fantastic but it's it, it's not the most challenging road i've ever driven it's not yeah. it's not unique in its its challenge it, it is in some respects to the states because everything over here there is just so much space yes. everything is yeah. spread out and you know being from australia i'm sure you can appreciate that as well um yeah. there, there are roads that, like i can drive five hours south of here to get to nebraska and i probably have to turn my car like twice <laughs> you know <laughs> once onto the once onto the highway and once off the highway it's just a yeah. straight line and, and the yeah. cities with the grid systems and the grid systems kind of expand out into suburbia. Um, they just they just aren't the sort of quality of roads like that as the norm around the country. You have to really yeah. go out of your way to find them. Where you know it's with a stone throw of London, getting out into Surrey, getting out into Kent, you find roads that okay don't look as spectacular as Tale of the Dragon, but you can find some amazing roads that'll keep you yeah. interested for yeah. hours. Yeah, um, so yeah, 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 just like you and your mates are saying, you've, you've probably got access to roads that are just as fun as the Tale of the Dragon, you know, a few miles down the road from you. I've got to That's travel it. a thousand miles to get there. <laughs> I have to say, though, it does look like a spectacular road. As you say, gorgeous scenery. Um, you know, I've never driven in Europe and... It's funny because some of those really famous passes in, in Europe, I look at it and I think, man, that is just super tight switchback after super tight switchback, like yeah. second, even first gear corners. I'm like, eh, oh, yeah, it, it, it looks good. But, you know, you want to be, I think in a 911, the sweet spot is, is, is when you're high in the rev range in second and third, or at least in an older one. Um, just belting the hell out of it, and you, yeah, yeah, you don't get that as much out of the switchbacks as you do the just nice tight twisties that, uh, yeah, seemingly Tale of the Dragon has. No, I, I agree, and and actually, the uh, what is fun about the tale is that you do spend pretty much the entire time just going between second and third gear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, occasionally, there's a straight way you can get into fourth, maybe fifth, uh, and you yeah. get your speed really up. But yeah, it's basically second and third all the way. And that's good, and you, you and you, you got above sort of three thousand RPM because I remember watching some of your footage from the previous trip, and <laughs> you were driving slow enough to drive Miss Daisy. We were quite a laugh. <laughs> well, that's because I was behind Jay, <laughs> <laughs> the self-proclaimed driving god. Um, it is is nine nine six. No, uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, the rev range just. 
all the sweet spots basically. I took that yeah. car to heaven and back, and I went with it. It was just, it was so good. Uh, I'm yanking I'm, your I'm really... chain. I, I, I heard on, uh, on on Instagram there was one story, thing you posted on your story, and all I could hear was that exhaust, and I was like, <laughs> oh man, if I was keeping the 991, I'd be wanting that exhaust on that car. <laughs> Gee, it sounds good. Oh, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. And one of the things I love about that exhaust is that I always get comments about it when I go and do yeah. group drives with people. And they ask me, if they don't know what it is, they ask me what it is. And um, I haven't had anybody yet tell me, oh, that's too loud or that, that yeah, doesn't yeah, sound yeah. like a Porsche anymore. Um, yep. that, that, you know, that, that's, that's really cool. Um, but there have been a couple of times when um, people that have driven behind me for like an hour and we have a break will make sure yeah. that they're in front of me. They're in front of you. <laughs> they don't want to be immediately behind me. I feel sorry for anybody who's immediately behind me. That's that's like my, my buddy Steve, who before our last rally, he'd, uh, he bought himself a 930. And uh, it's a super, super cool car. Um, but it hadn't, he hadn't really had a chance to give it a proper shakedown or anything before we, before we did the rally and everyone who drove behind him, myself included, would reach this point where it's like, oh, the smell, there's like, I don't know if he didn't have, if he didn't have cats on it or what, but there was just <laughs> these, these, this, these fumes this thing was putting out. It was like, I've got a headache, buddy. I've got to get in front of you. <laughs> Um, actually, speaking speaking of which, what? T- ha- tell me about the people. How, how many? How many did you have come along? You know, where were they from? What were their backgrounds? What were their cars? You know, I was just thinking about that because um, I I, I want to give a shout out to the Rensport Dragon Rally. Uh, my friends Josh and Daniel and a few others they they have this event that they run twice. I think it's at least twice a year. Once in the spring, once in the fall. There's maybe another meetup somewhere else, but. Um, for, for that particular event, which I think was hosted the the week after we were there or two weeks after we were there, um, they have like a, over a hundred cars or more. I, I don't I, you know I don't want to say hundreds, but it's it's hundreds. Uh, they get together at this one resort where we met for our first car day, for our first car meet, and um, yeah. there'll be every type of Porsche, every type of Porsche, yeah, uh, yeah. and and hundreds. And and it, the 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 planning that goes into it is incredible. Um, there's a registration fee, you get a t-shirt, there's a couple of socials, you break up into yeah. groups. It's a really well-organized event. Um, Have I seen the, the, complete... the PCAR talk guys do that? Is that the one? Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they have. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's basically like the Porsche driver's event to go to, or at least one of them in the country. Yeah. And it's, it's always held tail of the dragon. Um, yeah. we, our, our, our event was kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. There were about a dozen of us, and yeah. it was pretty laid back. Uh, but in some respects, it was it was just really nice to have that kind of a number because it's enough that you can all drive together and have a bit of fun. You get to see some variations in cars, but you're not so big of a group that you need to worry too much about losing people and splitting yeah, up and 100%. managing multiple routes. Uh, so we had people from all over. Um, we had uh, Alberto who came from uh, Portland area in his 991. Um, we had uh, Richie come from the South, Michael from the South, Binesh from the Northeast with, with Jay. Um, you know, there are, uh, bunch of other guys that just came in from 
around the country and then there were one or two local guys like maybe an hour away uh, yeah. what was interesting though is that it was all water cooled nobody came in and out I, I thought car. I thought I could see that in in all the pictures I thought maybe it's just me but yeah I, I, I thought that was the case yeah I, my friend Todd here in um, uh, not Todd Stone City Outlaw in Chicago land my friend Todd Smith from the Twin Cities uh, he has two 993s he came with us two years ago to the Tale of the Dragon and um, I think he enjoyed the trip but I think a thousand miles in an air-cooled convertible car was a little more right, taxing right, right. on the on the ears and the legs and the bum than than the more modern water-cooled yeah. cars. Uh, yeah. As much fun as it was driving at the Dragon, I think you know actually taking the car to get there was uh, you know a little bit taxing. Yeah, right, right. That's interesting because we do on our rally the first uh, how many? I think the first two that we did, maybe three. Can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, we had uh, we, we 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 went in the reverse direction of, of what we do now, and the the sec- day two would finish with us having to do a kind of a a three three hour slog back home just on on the highway, um, and a lot of the guys you know sort of moaned about that not being particularly enjoyable. And do you know what? It was funny for me. Even even in my old air cooled car, I used to actually quite enjoy that that part of it because we'd had two days of tearing through the hills all together in a convoy and then there'd be this sort of moment of just getting onto the highway and 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 being somewhat on your own again and yeah you know there yeah I always found it comfortable enough um but I mean we, we we ended up we've we've completely changed our planning of it now and we've we've managed to work it out that in three days of driving there's there's hardly any highway there's hardly any straight road it's almost all twisties it's it's oh, right yeah we're pretty bloody we're pretty blessed um i think going back to what you're saying though 12 that's a really good number because it's enough that that it's really interesting uh, you know a good mix of cars um you know good cars to be looking at following chasing whatever but as you say, not not so much that 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 you're really concerned about whether you've lost somebody, whether people have gotten off track, any of those yeah. sort of challenges are mitigated. Whereas you're talking about you know that other drive where they've got hundreds of cars, I just think, oh my god, imagine trying to manage that. Yeah, that I would find that a bit stressful. I mean, the other great thing about having twelve people is it, it was actually relatively easy to get into you know like a bar to have yeah lunch. of course of course yeah yeah, yeah. We, we, we there were there was uh two different restaurants or three different restaurants we went to and and we were able to all kind of congregate around the same one giant bench or you know kind of two tables yep. mushed together um yep. so everybody got to talk to everybody i, I really enjoyed that um yeah yep. i can't wait to do it again though so I, while i want to go back to the tale of the dragon again and i think i will um Jay and I have talked about um, hooking up with Alberto from Portland again and doing a, um, a tour of the Midwest and the Rockies next year. Oh, wow. And uh, instead of going to like one region and staying three or four nights and driving all over the region, actually just doing a trail for four or five nights in four or five different places um, with maybe, I don't know, four or five hours worth of driving each day. But yep. the first day, we'd, we'd get ourselves haul ass through South Dakota and uh, into the uh, the Black Hills, but essentially go, f- um, you know, see Mount Rushmore and, and Devil's Tower, 
get into Billings, Montana, a little bit of Wyoming, uh, down the Rockies to Denver, across the pass, uh, through the Rockies, west of Denver to Grand Junction, around into the desert, and then up to Salt Lake City. Um, oh, that sounds incredible. And there are loads of places to kind of go on the way. And and I, I think we're going to try and do at least one meet in Denver and one meet in Salt Lake City, maybe another somewhere else. But um, I've already had like like dozens of people kind of getting in touch from one Instagram post that I put out there saying, hey, when you come to Denver, make sure you go to this place and let me yeah, know yeah, and right. we'll come meet up. And So that would be pretty cool to actually see two or three different groups of people in two or three different cities over you know the course of, I guess, a week. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That sounds fantastic. Awesome. I can't wait to do that. I, there is so much of this country that I still want to see before I even think about the rest of the world I want to go to. And, and with yeah. you know the sort of the pandemic, I've I've stopped thinking about you know what, when am I going to take my trip to Australia? When am I going to go and see Japan? Um, it's true. Right, right now, I'm just thinking about where can I drive to. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm the same. But you know, you know, yeah. For me, the idea of going overseas, it's it's. That's just all on hold as far as I'm concerned. So what are you doing this weekend then? You're going out for your first drive now that yeah, lockdown yeah, is kind drive. of... Yeah, first drive. Yeah, that's it. So, so, so the way it works, there's, a, um, there's kind of a hard border between what is referred to as metropolitan Melbourne and the rest of you know, regional Victoria, let's call it. Uh, but thankfully, that, that, that hard border stretches out really pretty far. So um, we can do a lot of the roads that we would typically drive on a Sunday morning, we can do anyway. So uh, there's, yeah, it might mean that we have to double back and come back on one of the roads rather than doing a loop or, or, or one yep. of those sorts of things. But but otherwise, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, we're meeting at 6.30 in the morning as we, as we do and, uh, yeah, quick coffee and then, you know, we're usually on the road, particularly this time of year when it's starting to be light earlier, we'll be on the road by 7.00. And, uh, yeah, a couple of hours of just tearing through the hills. So I can't wait. And it's funny because, you know, we've got a, I've got a, we've got a WhatsApp group with, with all of our driving buddies. And, you know, over the past 12 weeks, that group has, you know, there's usually just constant banter on it. Um, whereas it's, it's gradually dissipated a little bit because we haven't been able to talk about, you know, a drive we're planning next weekend yeah, or yeah. or a drive we just did and we're sharing photos or videos or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, everyone's everyone's buzzing. Everyone's just hanging for tomorrow. And then <laughs> in three weeks, we've got we've got Alpine Range Rally 6. So thankfully, oh, really? we yeah, and we'll be we'll be allowed to head into regional Victoria by then. So. So yeah, Alpine Range Rally Six happens in in three weeks. So three days of, like I said before, just some of the best roads in this state. So I can't wait for that. I cannot wait. I love the footage from the last one. It looked yeah really cool. Yeah, it's really mega. Good. It's so good. And, and like I say, we've we've got the the route now really really well really well sorted. Um, it's just it's three very good full days of of just immensely good roads. The, probably the only challenge here, to be honest, is, um, you know, speed limits being what they are and, yeah. you know, our, our, our law enforcement being reasonably robust in their enforcement of said limits. Um, yeah. and, and there are some roads that are excellent, you know, really, 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 really solid roads that used to have a 100 kilometre an hour speed limit 
um, you know, 60 miles, but now they're, now they're 50 miles an hour or, or 80, 80 Ks an hour. And it's like, oh. and, and the thing is here as well, if you drive 25 kilometers an hour over the speed limit, it's instant loss of license. Oof. So, so it's not just a fine, you know, I can, I can cop a fine. Like if I, you know, if I get yeah. pulled over for speeding, then, then so be it, but I don't want to lose my license. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that, that, that's 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 it's not too much of an issue. It's just an issue on some of the good roads. But either yeah. way, it's it is. It's just three great days. Um, yeah, I can't wait, mate. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, over here, I think generally that you can get away with like being ten miles over the speed limit. You know, if it's yeah. seventy, you can do eighty. Um, yeah. Occasionally, and, and usually, if you see a cop, just take your foot off the gas. You're already. Yep down five miles an hour before they yeah. uh, you know they hit you um but yeah i, I wouldn't want to be pulled over for doing more than 10 miles an hour at the speed limit knowing you know just the the attitude of some of the cops over here generally very friendly but you know if you cross the line you'll yeah. know about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's why that's <laughs> why i always drive in the middle of the pack when we're doing a group <laughs> drive. it's like he's either gonna get the first guy or the last guy i'm <laughs> just somewhere yeah. in the middle <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, although, you know, you, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, although so often I end up being the last guy because I've I've pulled over to film everybody going past, right? And right. then I'm driving like a bat out of hell to try and catch back up to the group because um, <laughs> they don't slow down and wait. Um, so yeah, I, I could quite easily get myself caught in that moment. Well, we uh, thankfully there were no tickets handed out um, for our our trip to the tail recently, um, but there was. There was one handed out to a, um, a truck driver that was following us. Um, there's a stretch, there's a there's sort of stretch of the country south of uh, Minnesota before you get into Illinois. So, so I think um, through Iowa, where there aren't really any highways, it's just country roads. And then the highway suddenly starts all over again. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't want to say that we were, you know, really beating hell out of our cars, but we were certainly let's just say overtaking some of the country folk that like to drive yeah. a little slower. Sure. And we were doing this for like 30, 40, 50 miles. Every yep. every couple of miles there'd be a car to take over and we'd accelerate. And it was so much yeah. fun. There was a, um, a Chevy Silverado that was keeping up with us. And we, we kind of noticed after the first couple of miles, like, wow, that Silverado is really hammering. He's, trying he's to keep going. Up with us. He was, yeah. And he'd, like every opportunity that we took to pass... He was right there with us, you know. Yeah, maybe yeah. he thought, you know, we're going to take the chances, and if if someone's going to crash, he'll be protected. You know, he's got kind of two yeah, blockers yeah, yeah. in front of him. <laughs> um, but he kept up with us for fifty miles, and then we hit the highway, and uh, my radar detector started going off, and so did Alberto's, and so we went from what was a I don't know sixty mile an hour country road to a seventy mile an hour highway, and we just were cruising at seventy. All of a sudden, this you know single lane kind of bi-directional country road opens up into a um, a two lane dual carriageway. Um, yeah. The the <laughs> we're hearing the radar detector. The Chevy driver's like, oh, well, now's my time to smoke these Porsches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not joking, man. He put his foot down. He overtook us, and before he passed me in front of Alberto, all you saw were red lights in the background. Oh, he was no. so unlucky. It, it was an un, oh, and it, it wasn't even a marked cop car. It was an undercover or like an unmarked cop car. And he just yeah, got pulled yeah, over yeah. straight away. I, I almost wanted to pull over and be like, dude, I'll take it for you. I mean, yeah, yeah, I that's felt right. so bad for the guy. 
Hey, so you started talking before about your badge, um, which does bring me to uh, the rear end on your car. Now, I've, ah. I've, so okay, so I've got to say I've grappled with this a little bit, and <laughs> um, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. But you know, one one of the things I th- I thought <laughs> this was keeping me awake one night. I was it was two o'clock in the morning, and I was thinking, James's car. How do I really feel about that? Um, I wasn't worried about the future of the planet or the pandemic. I was worried about the rear end on your 991. Um, but, you know, it's funny because I thought, well, I, I know you had some concerns about sort of marrying a dot one and a dot two and, and how that works and all the rest of it. But, yeah. you know, I think about my car, I think about my, my 964. Well, I've got the, I've got the, the mirrors, the, the wing mirrors of a, of a second-gen 964. I took off the flag oh. mirrors. So, you know, um, I've got the brake duct. So, and I had, I had Cup 1s, which are from a, a, a Gen 2 964. So, uh-huh. you know, it's not, as though, it's not as though what you're doing is, is in any way different from what people have done with Porsches forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got to say, the end result, oh, dude, Jim, it... It looks really, really good. Really oh, thanks, good. man. I'm, 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 uh, I'm pretty uh, relieved to hear that people have actually been liking it. And uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 well, thank you. I mean, I, I, I was worried about um, how I would feel about it until I saw the photos I took yeah. of it. I mean, yeah. like, it's one thing to work on it and then see it in the garage. But it's another thing to clean it up and, and actually shoot some footage and see what it looks like on film, if you will. Um, 100%. Oh, man. I just love the way it looks. I absolutely yeah. adore the way it looks. And, I, I, you know, the fact that it's a little bit Frankenstein because it's dot two at the back and it's dot one at the front. I was really worried that I wouldn't like that. I actually couldn't care less. I think it looks... No. I just love the way it looks. If anything... It, and as much as I love the Mosh Hammer spoiler that I've put on there, that's maybe the thing that I'm thinking about because it's not Porsche. It's aftermarket. Yeah, 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 Even though yeah, I like yeah. how it looks, it's subtle. Yeah. It just, it's a bit more of a lip. Um, that's the one thing that I'm thinking about. It's like, well, I've got an aftermarket part on my, my OEM Porsche now, but I guess yeah. you know, I've got so much stuff on it now, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, I'm really happy with how it's turned out. The lights just look killer. They do. They look so good. They really do. And it's funny because when you'd spoken about it, I kept thinking back. I have a really vivid memory of the first 991 I saw. It was a white one. It drove past me in one of the tunnels here in Melbourne. And I remember seeing the, the back end of it and I just thought, oh, wow, they have really nailed that. It's it's beautiful. Um, so when you talked about you know how the Dot 2, you felt the back end was so much better, I, I kept thinking, really? Because... I love the back end of the 991, even the dot one. But when yeah. I when I saw the difference in detail, and it's that little thematic move that Porsche made where, with all of their cars, where the taillights have the f- they're like four four little horizontal lines of light, and yes. when they're all lit up, oh man! I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm a believer. I'm a big believer. I, I just think I'm it looks glad. Awesome, awesome. I'm glad. I, I've had absolutely no chat from Nick Murray. Um, and he's usually the first person to throw me under the bus. So yeah, I, yeah. I've got a feeling Nick actually quite likes it. I'm just going to put it out there. I think he quite likes it. He doesn't like my spoiler. I know that much. Um, he probably like he probably does. He's not going to tell you, but uh, he probably does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. But you know, the other thing was um, 
I did run into a couple of bumps. When I was about I was to say it wasn't quite plug and play, right? There are a couple of little. That's was right. That one the bit of heat shield or whatever that you had to paint. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I, I I knew that it was going to fit. I just didn't know that it was going to fit so awkwardly. And yeah, right. so I had to. I, I had to faff around with the the the, the heat sh- not well not the heat shielding but the the, the the plastic impact protection that's over the heat shielding which yeah. I didn't realize this is actually a f- single piece of plastic which turns into the the back half of the wheel arch uh, oh, in the wheel well liner so um, you, I, I could have taken it off and just left the heat shielding on there but I would have lost my wear well liner which I, I don't I didn't want to do um, <laughs> no. but, God man I, I the that Im- high impact plastic is 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 basically like cutting through steel yeah I tried I tried a craft knife I tried a saw I tried a hacksaw nothing would work I just couldn't cool. cut through the plastic and I was thinking this is it this is going to kill my video it's going to kill my mod I'm yeah, not going to yeah, be able yeah. to do it now uh, so I, I got out my Dremel that was my sort of like you know last yeah, chance saloon and it wasn't it wasn't the um, it wasn't the grit you know like it wasn't the the, the sharpness of the yeah, blade yeah, yeah. cut through the plastic it was the heat that the blade made with friction oh. that basically <laughs> melted the plastic <laughs> And if you look oh, at the man. video, you, if you look at the video and get it up close, uh, where I'm, 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 I'm using the Dremel on the on the workbench with the with yeah. the thing off the car, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see these like little bumps, like along the line that I'm cutting, and it's it's actually melted plastic, <sighs> and a Good couple one. of places where the sort of plastic touched and went back together after I'd spent like a good part of an hour cutting it out, I had to go yeah. back with the Dremel because it had hardened back to the original strength. I couldn't like oh, break it apart. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. That plastic, I mean, yeah, you could drive a truck at it and you'd be lucky if that plastic broke. It, it was oh, just that's crazy. That's incredible. That's incredible. And I felt high as a kite after sniffing yeah. <laughs> melted <laughs> plastic for like two hours in the garage. <laughs> I think they use asbestos in that, don't they? Oh my god! I hope not. Whatever it was, <laughs> in, in my nostrils for days afterwards, I kind of had this like afterburn kind of taste yeah, in yeah, the back yeah. of my mouth because of oh. all the fumes that I, I maybe should have worn a mask. Uh, but yeah, that that was um, ugh, that was challenging to say the least. But the little air, air intakes on the on the left and right they look really super cool. It's yeah, like a mega. really nice little uh, additional detail. Yeah, yeah, so good. I, so with, when you use the Dremel like that, you know, I remember um, when I was young, I had an old uh, Fender Strat and I wanted to put a badge off an old um, Holden station wagon car onto my Fender guitar. And, oh, really? And, yeah, yeah, it looked, it looked really good. And um, so I got the badge and we had to drill two holes into the guitar. And I remember saying to my dad, you know, I was a kid, and I'm like, Dad, you, you got to do this. I, I can't drill into this guitar that just... The idea horrified me. Um, <laughs> so, so he did it, and the, and the badge went in beautifully. But do you do you feel that like when you pull out the Dremel and you're looking at this beautiful piece of OE Porsche plastic? Do you think, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up? Like, how do you, how do you feel <laughs> going into that? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I was just okay. You know, really, do I do I really want to do this? Am I gonna yeah. screw it up? Uh, yeah. And you know, quite frankly, am I going to cut my finger off? Because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, 
that is a potentiality when I'm in the garage with tools. Um, you know, touch wood, knock on the desk and my head. Uh, yeah, I did, I did think about that, especially as I started to see the plastic melting away left and right. It wasn't like a perfectly clean cut with a yeah, wood saw. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> that's that's right. Real, that's right. It was a real sticky job. Uh, but, you know, I've got to say, even with, and I put that in the video, you know, I mentioned that in the video. Yeah. I didn't try and hide that up or anything. Um, I think there are about six people now that have already gone out and bought a bumper and are looking for taillights and other parts to actually do yeah, more right. to their 991 since I've done it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's cool. One of the guys I'm actually um, doing it for him directly. Um, he's, you know, I'm, I'm sending him the links to the parts. He's buying them. They're getting delivered to my place and then he's going to bring his car over and I'm going to do it for him. Um, wow. But yeah, there's like, there are like six people doing it right now, which I think is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's quite flattering actually. That's pretty cool. That um, makes you a genuine I, influencer. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to move to byron bay and let's do it yeah, yeah i'll hang out yeah. with hemsworth yeah, yeah exactly. me and chris yeah yeah <laughs> he, he can get my ass in shape uh it's oh me i'm really happy with it i'm really happy with it but now you're like what do i do next i i i've still got a line on those seats uh that i was thinking of doing and um what next well I, so that, just, that's my question is well, yeah, is is there an end game? Because, you know, I think about my 964 and and for me there's kind of one big thing left to do and then and then I'm done, right? Like I yeah, I kind of figure I'm done after that. Do you have a is there a point at which you go, yeah, that's 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 pretty much all I can do unless I start buying Jembala body kits and doing weird <laughs> stuff on it. Um I don't know. I don't know actually. I um, like I I I think my my jobs. I just like working on the car basically. And yeah. with the, the yeah. nine nine seven, I did run out of things to do, and I didn't really want to keep going with it because as much as I liked the car, I didn't really like the beige interior, and I didn't really yeah. want to start messing around with that. But this with the with the grey on the black and the platinum wheels, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Perfect. I've just got a blank canvas to really do a bunch of stuff um yeah but i think if i look back over the last two years i've gone through like a period of a couple of months where i do a mod and then all i'm doing are maintenance jobs for six months yeah yeah yeah. and then i then i find another mod to do um arguably with the leather and the deviated stitching and the front bumper and this bumper i've gone through like a pretty heavy intensive period of doing mods I, i think for the most part my mods are done now um I, and until I find something really exciting or something that's really compelling to do, like maybe lowering the car, maybe doing something with the suspension, I don't know. But I, I I'm not a member of Drew's, you know, zero wheel gap um, club. <laughs> I, I like the fact that my wheel and the wheel arch are are perfectly in alignment. You know, two yeah, semicircles yeah. that are sitting there perfectly. Is is it lowered at all? Well, it gets lower and I put my big ass in it. <laughs> you know, but it's not. No, it's it's just standard ride height. Oh, you could, um, you could. Because yeah, do you know? Because I, I, I wanted know. to, I wanted to lower my nine nine one. Um, but uh, yeah, because my because my nine six four is reasonably low. But I just figured I was dailying that car and I drive over big speed bumps and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I just didn't want to have to really think about it. Um, but if it had been 
you know, if it had just just been the fun weekend car, I think I would have I would have definitely put in bigger bigger spaces and and mm. yeah, I would have dropped it. I don't know, 20, 30 mil just to, yeah, just to make it look a bit more aggressive. Um, yeah, that's, mm, that's, uh, I don't that's know. worth a go. I think style. the other thing is, if, uh, well, I, I, I think part of that is true. The other part is, I'm worried that I won't be able to back my car over my lift, actually, just practically. Yeah, if I yeah, yeah, the yeah, car. yeah. Um, I've had a couple of GT cars on there and it's been really close yeah, yeah. <laughs> them on, onto my lift so yeah i think i think the mods will probably um stop for now I, i'd love yeah. to put those new seats in maybe yeah. put the red the red seat belts in the back of the car like i've got in the front of the car oh yeah um, it makes sense you know but the, other than that i think it's just um oil changes and air filter changes and spark plugs so oh, exciting brakes, so actually. exciting <laughs> I know, <laughs> but you know, they, they just just thinking about you know my my YouTube channel. They're actually some of the more popular videos. Yeah, right, like, right, pe- right. People want to see the DIY videos. They want to see the mod videos. Couldn't really care less at looking at my holiday photos. You know, from trips to the tail of yeah, the dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's, there's only so much you can do. Um, I don't that's know. True. That's going to be fun. <laughs> so you you mentioned there's going to be one last job for your nine six four. What's that? Interior, interior oh. has, to, has to happen. So, that, and that's a big one. Um, that will not be cheap. Yeah. I'm not going to do it myself. I have. Um, I bought a set of uh, turbo seats from the UK, which are sitting at, at my office actually. Um, navy blue, so completely wrong colour for my car. Um, oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, which, wait, wait, that's fine. I knew that going into it, yeah. but they're a hell of a lot less expensive than, than if I'd tried to source them locally or even in the States. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, it's just time now. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll do, I'm going to do carpets, uh, just replace the seats, re- recover the back seats, um, yeah, door cards, the whole, the whole box and dice, basically. Wow. That, um, that's going to be fantastic, though, when you do it. That's going to oh, be really rewarding, I think. Yeah, I think so. Because the, the, um, the colour at the moment inside is, is cashmere beige, is what it's called. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think green over tan as a, as a, as a sort of combo is, 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 is the sweet spot. Um, but yeah. cashmere beige is actually pretty light. It's a little bit sort of anemic. Um, so I've just always wanted to go darker, um, yeah. you know, and I've even considered going as dark as like an Ascot Brown, like they had in the, um, uh, the Carrera GT. Um, yeah, yeah. so yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll go that dark. Uh, I'm not sure yet. So it's just working through the combos to be honest. And then, you know, do I, what do I do, um, yeah, on the centres of the seats, do I do a hound's tooth? Do I do a basket weave? Do I just keep it standard? So I'm, I'm just working through all this stuff. There's too many, mm. too many decisions. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know if you can hear it. My daughter had a sleepover last night. So there's like oh, did she? six, six 16-year-old girls down the hallway just squealing. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, thankfully, I, I can't hear that. That's fine. Okay, good, good. I'm, I'm wondering if my kids are going to run in any minute now. It's like getting, it's getting close to dinner time, and uh, they yeah. always want me to sit with them for dinner. Well, I mean, it's nice to do that kind of thing, of course. Yeah, it's, yeah, um, it's you know, the it's joy like, yeah, of parenthood. Exactly. I've got to go not, sit with them. Ugh. It's not an imposition. <laughs> no. I tell you what, though, of, of all the things, just like speaking about parenting for a second, I... I'm quite an anxious person. Um, I, always, I always sort of have been. I don't find parenting anxious or like anxiety riddled at all. I, I love being a dad. But the one thing, the one thing that really gets my back up and just sends my nerves in a tizzy is trying to get them out the door and in a car. It's like <laughs> running around and like, Here's your coat. Here's your shoes. Here's your socks. Pick up your shit. No, you, you can bring your iPad. Yeah, no. Where's your iPad? You had it a minute ago. It's gone. Jesus. Where's Adam? Don't climb up on top of the kitchen island. What the Jesus? Just get in the car. You know that have, whole scenario. Have you ever seen, oh my God. Have you ever seen Michael McIntyre do his bit on that on that no. exact topic? Oh no. my God! It's like he talks about how how. You know, people who don't have kids think they know what it's like to have kids. And yeah. it's like, you've got no idea until you have tried to get out of the house. Because when you're just a couple, <laughs> you say, shall we leave the house? And you say yes, and you leave the house. Whereas leaving with young kids, it's like a 15-minute mission. You're like, that's all right, we're going to be on time, we're going to be on time. And then you get in the car and you're like, how the f- are we late? What the heck? What the... I don't know oh. how we just lost 15 minutes getting from the front oh door to the God. car. Yeah. So, yeah I'll, yeah, I'll send you a link. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. That, I, that's the one part of parenting that really gets my nerves going. And, um, <laughs> like, getting them out of the house this morning for school, Dude, I, I thought, I know. you know, I've got, like, an hour. I'm going to work out before I have my first call. I actually yeah. came home, and I was like, uh, I'm going to eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it too early? I'm going to have a second breakfast. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh god, does it get oh, easier? Dear. What's no. it like having a 16 year old kid? No, so you get you. There's a little. There's a good lull period in the middle when they're you know sort of t- when they're bef- pre-tween, I suppose, when they're ten and eight or seven or whatever, and then and then you get into the teen years, and then it's. Boyfriend dramas and those. <laughs> oh, got all that fun to listen to. Well, so this is where we've lost all of our listeners. Yeah, we've probably a good opportunity to call it a night, huh? <laughs> before we do, though, before we do, one last thing. I, I know you're excited about it. I'm not entirely sure if it's had any impact on me yet. Um, the RS Cayman got announced this week. Oh, dude. Like, I, apparently... It's 9,000 RPM. That's all you need. As long as it hits 9,000, it's, it's a winner in my books. And, and it oh does my that. God. And it's, it was faster on the ring than the most recent 992 GT3 attempt. Is that right? Yeah. It was faster. Okay. Than Do you know what? I didn't, because I didn't look the at the ring. comparative times. It was like 706 or something, right? And I was like, I don't, I, I meant to actually compare that with, with the GT3 time. I, it, it, it had to happen eventually, right? They had to put a serious motorsport engine in that Cayman and, you know, show the world what it could do. Because it's, it's, you know, in terms of balance and the like, it's, it's mega. It was always going to happen. Yeah. I know, I know a lot of people that sort of think that Cayman is the, 
it's the pinnacle of the driving experience for Porsche, even though, you know, you can talk about how amazing the 911 is until you're blue in the face. But that sort of the position of the engine, the size of the car, the weight, the power to weight ratio, you know, all of that combined. Uh, I know, you know, Daniel at Jet Fuel Only, he's, uh, he's got his, um, his GT4. Yeah, GT4. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, I just need to lose four inches of height and uh, maybe I can get in there. Well, so here we go. I'm looking, I'm looking. So so the GT3 did, was, it was still actually was slightly quicker, but only just. Oh, like really? Six minutes, 59 seconds. So that's wow. near as damn it the same pretty much. Um, yeah. Wow. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. What what are they retailing at? I didn't catch anything about the price. I've not seen. I, I don't know. That, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly a lot. That. Plenty, plenty. <laughs> that's all you and I need to need to hear. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's funny as well with the the Nurburgring times because you got the the Nordschleife, but there's like two different times that they set for it now, and so I. I don't know which one I'm supposed to be looking at anymore. <laughs> I don't care. As long as Porsche is faster than Lamborghini, I'm always happy. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, once again, it's been fantastic talking with you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I've uh, enjoyed myself as always, my friend. All right, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Good on you, mate. See ya. More fun and games with Andy at Last Rasp. Well, that's it for another Auto Amateur Podcast. I, I want to say thank you, everybody, for your patience with the videos and the content recently. Um, you know, we're heading into winter. Uh, we've just done three series of Auto Amateur Podcasts back-to-back. Um, I usually take a break during the winter, but for the last year or so, I've gone straight through the winter season with videos. And I think as I'm approaching the end of the year... I'm just enjoying myself. I'm just taking a little bit of a time out. But uh, don't worry, not going anywhere. We've got uh, plenty of more content planned for YouTube um, with DIY videos, uh, Project 991 Turbo with my friend Chris. We've got some exciting mods that's going to be going on there from rims to exhaust to lights to interior trim. That's going to be so much fun transforming that 991.1 Turbo. More interesting stuff coming up in the works with podcasts as well. I don't want to spoil the fun, uh, but watch this space. And of course, if you want to just see me messing around day to day, you can check me out on Instagram or TikTok. All right, folks, take care. Get out there and drive. Speak to you soon. Bye.